Shalom mishpocha. Shalom family. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. <laughs> We're the mishpocha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people. Where the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile, it's finally come down to form one new man. Getting ready, mishpocha, to blow the grandest shofar or the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone everywhere to hear the good news. We want everyone everywhere to be red hot for the Messiah. My guest and friend, Dr. Gary Whetstone, has been a guest before. uh, And Gary told us about an encounter. Now, Gary, shame on you. Uh, you, All the years I've known you, you've never told me about such a life-changing encounter, not just for you, but every member of your church, not just for you and every member of your church, everyone that's listening to us. How could you have kept it quiet so long? Oh, I'm not keeping it quiet, Sid. It's it's shouted from the housetop. Okay, but I wish I had known this earlier. I can't wait to make this available to my mishpucha, but... uh, You see, in 2005, Gary was uh, in Israel, my favorite country, and he was um, planning to have a tour, and he was doing a a little video clip to encourage people to go to Israel, and it's a beautiful view, and he's uh, looking over the... uh, uh, the um, I believe it was the Mount of Olives, and uh, he and his wife, Faye, are, are, are telling, you know, how wonderful, and, and by the way, you were whetting my appetite to go to Israel again when you were describing what you were seeing. But then, all of a sudden, he went into an open vision. Uh, just out of curiosity, Gary, does this happen often to you, or was this a highly unusual thing? This was a very highly unusual event. I've had many visions of the Lord that are, are visions in spirit, in consciousness, where you can perceive what God is doing, but you're still aware of your environment. But an open vision removes you from all natural senses. You are identified as a person in it, but you are completely enveloped, totally, in an entirely different environment that God reveals. Now, how long did this vision take? Well, this vision only lasted maybe two minutes, but it felt like it was four or five hours. I mean, I just felt like I was just in this. You know, I've heard this happen to a lot of people uh, where it's a short period of time, but so much is downloaded in them that because they're in a realm where there isn't any time. So uh, we're, we're the only ones stuck with time. Absolutely. Time is, ab- is gone in the revelation of God. Time is what God owns. It's not what rules him. Okay. Tell me what this vision was. And by the way, uh, I, I noticed your wife was looking at you as if she understood something very significant was happening, or did she? Faye knows when the Spirit of God is moving in my life. I mean, we're one in, in covenant and spirit. We're married 41 years. We had nine months off for bad behavior, but <laughs> 41 years in covenant and marriage now. And, and she knew God was revealing. And so she was aware. You could see in the video, she's looking over at me. And I'm standing on the Mount of Olives looking over at the eastern wall of the old city. And all of a sudden, the world just vanished. And I watched humanity 
by like marching in streams of tens of thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people just marching. And something was very unique with it because I could see the masses, but I knew them individually. And they came from barbarous times in the very beginning, and they went from that, the very early days of humanity from like nomadic atmosphere of living in, in, with animal cloths on, things of that nature. And every single one of them, God was speaking, hear my voice. And I, I'm watching, I've, this, I am, I'm standing there, but I am not standing any longer on the Mount of Olives. I'm standing in an open manifestation of God, speaking, hear my voice, hear my voice. And as I heard his voice speak to people, some completely were oblivious to it and just marched on and lived their life out. And I watched everyone march. And some went into a, a fire, and they were just completely consumed. I watched person after person, whole civilizations. I, I watched some very awesome things that happened where people heard the voice of God, ignored him, and they built entire civilizations. I mean built not just castles and, and the servitude of people like a pharaoh or, or one of the, the, the mullahs or the, the leaders of a religious group, but the reality of God giving them the power to create an entire civilization out of their ideals and values. And as they marched forward, no matter how good it was, no matter how excellent it was, how much benefit it created humanity, everything that God did not say was completely consumed as they walked forward. Now, did you have any insight as to, and this is going to be a difficult question, maybe it's too difficult, but uh, when Christians were involved, what percentage would you say uh, of, of uh, Christians are following God versus following good things with their whole lifetime. Said so the, the the as I, I could see time and man through time going on this march, and then I watched people that experienced the living God. I watched them in old times. I watched them in new times as time marched on. The people that heard God and did what He said as they marched forward, there was no fire. It was, they just marched on and life went into glory. They just continued. Then I watched people that heard God and received what he said, but did things their way, acted out of the natural environment, did things out of pressure, listened to the voices of others, and they marched forward, but everything they built was burnt. I watched whole corporations, mammoth city structures and edifices, completely consumed, built by believers, because their works were not from God. It wasn't that they weren't from God, is that what they heard wasn't from God. The values, the motivations, the instruction path, the, the thought patterns that they had adopted, they wanted God to engage what they were doing. But as they went on in life, God kept on speaking to them, hear my voice, hear my voice. And they just did what they wanted to do, and everything they did was burnt. The shock was, these people, I knew at the end, I'm coming up to the era of my life, and I watched people that I knew 
spiritual leaders in the body of Christ. And I watched when they heard the voice of God and they obeyed what he said and the the power and the majesty and the, the multiplication that took place out of what they said, what God spoke that he said in them and they said and God did. And then I watched them listen to marketing plans, to outreach areas, to things that they could build that would enhance what they're doing. I, I have to tell you, I, you know, I'm in the midst of, of Christian religious media, and it stinketh, as King James would say, but most people are doing these things. Oh, yeah, it, and that's, that's exactly what I'm watching. I'm watching people at the end of this vision that I know. And I'm shocked in my spirit because I'm seeing where they went off mm. and how, when they marched through life, I watched some of them completely have everything burnt. They themselves went on into God, but what they built was burnt, even though it had the name of Jesus. You know, we have one life. Who would want everything you work for your whole life, whether you have a gigantic ministry or whether you're a layman standing up for Jesus? Who would want your whole life's work burnt? Sid, this is so serious in the spirit. I mean, my life shook to the core of my being as I'm watching and I'm seeing people that I knew, the the most incredible and overwhelming thing that happened at the end of this, I saw myself. And I'm walking. I'm hearing God's voice. And, I'm, and God is taking me as I'm watching myself through time. And there's, there's myriads of people. When God speaks to me, there's plethora of people being affected by what God says. And then I watched me listening to the voices of men that I trust. But the voices they were speaking from was not the voice of God. It was a voice of reason. It was a voice of logic. It was the voice of how it works in this world. You know what scares me? So many believers are led by prophets and prophecy rather than the Spirit of God. Who says those prophets or the prophecy is even God? Oh, that is so critical. I mean, I, I just, I mean, I shook when I watched myself. Because I knew when I watched that if it wasn't God speaking, and your answer to that question is you can never follow prophecy. You can only follow the written word of God and the voice of God in your spirit. And if by some grace that God has given a person that they speak to edification, exhortation, or comfort, it is accurate. It does. It will always confirm. It'll never lead you. And that's the key. It confirms. It doesn't. It's under the new, under the old covenant. We needed prophets. Yeah. Now we need prophets only to confirm. To confirm, to encourage us, to comfort us, to empower us. But we cannot rely on man. We cannot have our confidence in flesh. I don't care how glorious and how powerful, how effective God uses them. Our confidence must be in Christ himself. Okay, and bottom line, after, bottom line, because we're running out of time right now, Gary. Uh, what uh, you, before you started teaching this, uh, this to others, you implemented in your own life. Tell me two or three bullet points of the changes that occurred in your life very quickly. Well, what happened of just, I mean, when I saw that God was speaking and I did things that God didn't say, I built things God didn't say build. I came back to America when we came back from Israel and we shut down. I closed churches. 
I sold buildings. I shut departments of ministry down. I, I cut all kinds of things off because I knew where they came from. I knew that the origin of the information that I was acting on, as much as I wanted God to bless it, God was not speaking it. Okay, you, because of time, we'll pick up here on tomorrow's broadcast, but uh, we have got his entire Bible school training course. Uh, It's 12 lessons, six DVDs, and a study guide. And when people take this course for the first time in their life, they hear God. And what they do will not be burned up. The entire course, a gift of $79. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. When I got a hold of Dr. Gary Whetstone's series called Today, Hear God's Voice. It's actually a college curriculum course, and I found out the fruit in Gary's life and in those that had been enrolled in, in his college and his, in his course. I, I said, I've got to get this for myself, and I have to get this in the hands of everyone that listens to our ministry. Now, in yesterday's broadcast, Dr. Gary Whetstone said he was with his wife, Faye, in Israel, and they were doing a video clip to encourage people to go on their next Israel trip. And this was back in 2005, and all of a sudden, he was what it was in an open vision. Uh, for those that don't know what an open vision is, how would you describe it, Gary? It's when the Spirit of God takes you and you are out of all your senses. Even though you're there and you know you're a person, but you have no natural perception of your surroundings, you are completely encapsulated in the unveiling of that which God is revealing. It's not like you are sitting watching a picture. is you are in the picture hmm. watching everything happen around you. And what you saw, boy, that was better than any university course I can think of. You saw people marching historically throughout all of history, and you saw some people were doing things on their own strength. Some people started out hearing God, but then did things on their own strength. Some people were uh, were told to do things by people they respected. Some people had circumstances that forced them to do the things they did. And, and most of, just about all this stuff was burned with fire. Did you see people whose their, what they did for God was not burned with fire? I watched people, Sid, that when they heard God's voice and they did what he said, there was an increase of that voice of God. It was like light just pierced and penetrated the atmosphere of that person. And others became in, just engaged in that hearing and moving in God. And as they heard and moved in God, they went forward and nothing was burned. I watched these people that I knew, and this was the most incredible thing was I watched people that I knew, that I watched so many people get affected by the voice of God speaking, and and then God all of a sudden being able to speak to thousands of people because one person heard God. It was like an instant when, when God's voice was penetrated one person and they heard and obeyed him, it became a, like a, 
a power of relief that took place in other people's lives. That's what happens when they hear this course on Today Hear His Voice. Uh, you know what I'm thinking? Things are so horrific in our nation, morally. Uh, as far as far as the economy, as far as the family setup, uh, I mean, in almost every arena. But and and people say, well, but if there's enough prayer, uh, then things will turn around. I'm thinking if enough believers hear the voice of God and pray according to the voice of God, things will be turned around. Sid, God never told us to pray about the problems. God never said, take the social issues of today and bring them to God. Jesus never once complained about Caesar, even though they crucified people up and down the road. Jesus never once talked about what's going on in government, what's going on in people's attitudes and actions. He only said, I do that which I hear my father say. And we are the children of God, Sid, and we have the voice of God speaking in us. Every child of God hears him. We hear God in us, and we are given the absolute place of the Son of God's authority to respond to him and do what he says. You know, there is nothing I can pray for that God is going to act on. It is what is done in heaven. God commands us to pray done on earth. It's his will, not mine. Even if I find a scripture, and this is what I watched in the vision, I watched people take what they believed they wanted God to do. And what other people said, this is what God is doing. And everything they did that they said God was doing, that God did not speak, it burnt. It completely burnt. And the voice of God today is speaking right now to your audience that there is a sword to pierce into the heart and mind of his children, to divide spirit and soul, to bring deference, a clarity of differential between what is of the nature of God speaking and what is the rational voice and the circumstantial information that is surrounding them. God's spirit is speaking such a severance in spirit with word that has come from him in us that we cannot deny and neither can we defy that it is the voice of God speaking. I, I want you to whet our appetite by telling me that what you did after this open vision and what effect it had on you, on your marriage, on your family, on your church family, and on those that took the course that you designed from that open vision? I watched every pastor, because this is a Bible school course that is predominantly training leaders for men and women that are going to influence the body of Christ, and you're making it available for everyone, which everybody needs to hear his voice. This is God's will from us. As we have trained thousands of leaders to hear the voice of God and move in that authority, I have seen what we did. I took one church that we had opened and I went back, and, and I heard, God, what did you say to me? And I heard God say, buy the building. And I recognized I put a church in that building that I never heard God say, put a church in the building. In other words, you heard God to buy it, but he didn't say what to do with it. Exactly. Well, I tried to finish his sentence because I was already wanting to do church work in that area. The next thing I knew... I, I got the pastor that was in the church. I got the leaders that were there, and I sat down with them after this vision. And I said, listen, guys, 
I'm going to be frank with you. I do not have God saying, continue this church. I said, I want you to talk to God, and if he tells you, you can have the building and continue the church. Every one of them came back, and they said, Pastor, I'm not hearing God say it. I said, then if God's not saying it, we're not doing it. We close the church. But doesn't that make you look bad after you've raised money to do this, after you've imparted the vision to so many people? How could you do that, Gary? I mean, the average pastor couldn't go back on something like that. I cannot be average, Sid. I cannot live by the viewpoints of others. I am going to stand eternally judged by whether I did or did not do what God said. And what happened in me, and I shared it with a church that was in Philadelphia there, I said, because I'm not hearing it, we can't do it. And, you know, every one of them said, you know, (laughs) if we're not hearing it, we don't need to be in a church God did not call. And that's one of the big questions that comes out. How many churches are built out of, we need to do this, we need to do that, this is an area of need, this is an area of need. But but you know what scares me even more, Gary, is how supernatural it was that God told you to buy that building and how logical it was to say that building would have been a church. Tell me the circumstances of how God told you to buy that building. I had in my spirit God speak to me in this section of West Philadelphia to buy a building. And I told my staff, I told one of the fellows on staff that works in in, uh, just a lot of administrative areas, and I said, go there and find the building. So they called me from a street up in Philadelphia, and they said, you know, I think we're here. I said, wait a minute. And I heard God. God said, they're there. I said, wherever you are, that's the building we're buying. Hmm. They said, well, we're standing on a school step. I said, then turn around. They turned around, and there was a factory behind them. I said, we're buying that building. They said, there's a sold sign on it. I said, what? <laughs> they said, is, is there somebody else owns it? I said, wait a minute. No, I don't know what happened. I don't care how it worked. That building is what we're buying, and we're paying 306, 300 and. Uh, what did I pay? I paid $365,000 for it. So he calls the owner. The owner said, we have the building sold. We're going to settlement in 20-some days. It was sold for almost $2 million something thousand dollars. And he said, we wouldn't sell it to you anyway. Who are you? He said, we're the ones that God said we're buying your building. He was a Jewish fellow, said. <laughs> and he said, I'm not going to sell the building to you. He said, I already have it sold. I've got a deposit on it. Then the fellow who talked to him said, well, when is your contract up? He said, by the end of this 30 days, it's over. He said, you will call me on that 30th day, and we will buy that building. And now, because we're slipping out of time, uh, he did call you. You did buy the building. 100 out of 100 pastors that that would have happened to would have come to the same conclusion you did. It was supposed to be for a church. (laughs) That it's, it's so essential that we—I like the way you put it. We finish God's statements with our own stinking thinking. You were telling me uh, as we ran out of time that you had the most supernatural experience, Gary. This was before you took the course, by the way. 
uh, I'm sorry, before you developed uh, the course, uh, you heard the audible voice of God uh, through a very supernatural means, told to purchase a building. You're a pastor. You wanted a church in that area. You had leaders that wanted it. So you naturally finished God's statement. He told you to buy it, and you had all the plans, A, B, C. You put it all together with your logical brain kicking into gear. And you found out once after that open vision and you started hearing God's voice uh, that, yes, he called you to buy the building, but not make it a church. And so you sold the church. Uh, what did you do with the proceeds out of curiosity? We paid off the entire uh campus of property we have here in Delaware, and the whole ministry, everything, we have another church building that we own that is running and that God did speak to do, and that is continuing, and we paid everything off. We have no debt. Everything is completely debt-free. We made $1,500,000 on that transaction. Now, when you put together this course based on the revelation you got on how to hear God's voice, and the first people that took it were members of your church, uh, I understand it had effects in every area of their life. Uh, Let's take one, marriage. Uh, Give me an example of what happened when people started really hearing God's voice for themselves about their marriage. I'm teaching on hearing the voice of God, and a man is coming up with a fiancé to get married. He's in his 30s, beautiful guy, beautiful girl, looked like everything's got it together, you know. They're... And I said, did you hear God's voice? He said, look, I, he said, this is about, he quoted the scripture, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and gets favor from the Lord. I said, okay, is she your wife? He goes, well, we're, my divorce is final. I said, oh, you're divorced. I said, what about your ex-wife? Is she remarried? He said, well, I don't know. I don't have any contact with her. I said, well, how do you know this is your wife? He says, well, I'm divorced. I said, where does divorce have authority with God? He goes, we we're, have in, irreconcilable differences. I said, what is that? That's called selfishness. You have yourself, she's got herself, and you don't have two selves together. He goes, well, I'm not going to revisit my past. I said, wait a minute. I said, no. Let's find out from God is God speaking to you? Next thing you know, he's a little upset with me. She's very upset with me because she figured finally I got married. He comes back. He said, you know, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I got this thing. I, I went to God and I got this love for my ex-wife. I said, where is she? He goes, I don't know. I said, then you better find her. He said, this is, he said, you can't believe what you did to me. I said, I didn't do anything to you. I said, you're going down a pathway of emotion and flesh and natural desire, and here is God, and he is speaking. His wife was in California. He didn't even know where she was, had no contact with her. He finds her there. I don't know how he found her, but he discovers her in the next week or so. They communicate. They get back together, and they get remarried again. I mean, just the supernatural. Was this was this uh, a very unusual situation, or has it happened many times in your church? We, we have we have right now in the church at least twenty families that have been completely divorced and remarried. In fact, this Sunday I have stood with a woman for over eighteen years for her husband. 
who has been gone from her. I, I, all of a sudden, he comes back last week. This is 18 years later. She stood. She raised her children to obey God. They're in college. They've graduated. One graduated from college. The other one's in college now. The children came to me on Sunday. This just happened just a couple days ago. And they said, Pastor Gary, you got to call mom. I said, what happened? She goes, dad came. He said, dad came home. I said, praise God. He said, but you don't understand. He came home with another family. I said, what do you mean? He had been living with another woman, had children. All of a sudden, he hears God speak to him. He's been in rebellion. He's been in disobedience. He's been walking in the flesh. And he comes back to his wife, and he tells his wife, I have other children. Will you take them as yours? So the kids are standing there in front of me, and they said, what do we do? I said, you got other brothers and sisters. Thank God. You know, hearing God's voice, uh, tell me some of the other voices that people hear when they don't hear God's voice. Uh, they hear voices of logic that take them down the course of normal procedure that takes place in life, just what everybody does. The, the engine of life. People are so accustomed to waking up, going to work, doing the same things. How do you know you are at work at a place that God has even called you? How do you know you're even in a country that God called you to be in? People do so many things out of rote and just traditional functionality that if they heard God, many people would change countries they would change jobs. They would change locations. They would operate. I mean, I heard God. I am making serious money in business. And God speaks to me, sell it. I said, sell it. I knew that was it. I was going to sell the companies. And that's what happens. People get these thoughts. But logic could not have told you to do that. Only God could have told you to do that. I am making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in business. And this is in the 70s, early 80s, like 81. I'm 28 years old, 29 years old. I finally got a national franchise put together that I own for the entire 48 states. I'm ready to make millions every year without even thinking. And God said, sell it, walk away. See, the voice of God is what directs us. Sometimes people are looking for where they have favor. They think favor leads them. That's a, that's a traditional, that's a, a favorite uh, Christian principle. Fi favor will lead you. Favor doesn't lead you. God leads you. He may lead you into the lion's den, so the lion can't eat you, so God will be glorified and have vindication in a nation. Now, now I, I, I'm looking at the success of the first church and what's going on with what we call church in America? Some of the—we uh, have a Hebrew word, the mishigas, the craziness going on, uh, the, the seeker-sensitive movement. It works. Logically, people should do it. Well, but what's wrong with that? The basis is social acceptance, social networking. The, the interaction platform of favor brings favor. Joy brings joy. Happiness brings happiness. Peace brings peace. Don't bring any controversy to bear. Don't bring truth to bear because every man is a truth unto themselves. And as this placated deception permeates and becomes what some call Christianity, and here is the living God who rose his son from the dead to put the son of God's life in us so God can direct us.
we don't direct God. The fallacy is we think God is a bellboy, that we ding when we ding, and he comes when he comes to, to our beck and call. And we are his servants, Sid. We are called by God under his voice to do his will. That the difference is like night and day. There is such a clarity of hearing the voice of God in the earth. God's spirit is speaking to every person listening right now. You hear the voice of God. There are some that are listening to this program, and you are in the middle of just, I'm watching people washing dishes. I'm watching somebody driving in a car. I'm watching another person just sitting in a, in a living room setting, and they're, they're listening kind of arbitrarily, and now there's a tension brought, and there's the voice of God speaking. There is an ending of what you're doing now and a beginning of what God is doing next. There is a current, present voice of God. God speaking in the spirit of the children of God listening at this moment, and they hearing the voice of God will end what they're doing and do what God speaks. You can, those of you listening right now, you can feel the presence of God drawing you. You can sense the shutting down of that voice of logic and reason and the plethora of constant drone of negativity. You go from problem to problem, and there's no significant sense of fulfilling God's will in your life. God is changing it right now. There is such an anointing on the teaching uh, that Dr. Gary Whetstone does on this course. Uh, The title is Today Hear His Voice. Uh, This is a Bible school course designed for leaders. But the truth is everyone must do these two things. And I I have to believe it's always been essential. But (laughs) if now with what's going on on planet Earth, I I mean, let's just suppose the scenarios uh, about the U.S. dollar are true, and 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 uh, it'll be worth nothing someday. That doesn't mean diddly to someone that can hear God's voice and be obedient to it. So this is six DVDs. It's an entire course. It's a study guide, and if you take this. You will hear God's voice, and just because you hear God's voice doesn't mean you'll be obedient. But I believe the anointing is so strong on this course that you'll not only hear God's voice, but you'll be obedient to what he tells you to do. And so we're making the entire course six DVDs, and it's 12 lessons and the workbook available for a gift of $79 This is what you've been crying out to God for. Call me today. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. In this open vision, Gary, you saw yourself, and what did God tell you? Oh, Sid, the, the real of that vision was I had just finished watching people that I knew being affected by other voices and them going forward. And I saw God revealing some were going to fall and everything they, they built on the earth destroyed. And I'm watching this with a, a terror of reality and seeing that which leaders are, are losing and the fire that will consume what they built. 
And then the next thing, I, I'm watching this with a gasp because I know these men. I watch my life. And I'm in this open vision. I'm standing looking at the eastern wall of the old city, but I am in a revelation of God completely encapsulating my life. I'm watching now my life when God spoke to me to stand for my marriage, and God restored my marriage after divorce. I watched God say when I was, I gave up industrial engineering and went on the, on the back on an assembly process at a corporation, and God speaking to me, know me, hear me, do what I say. And that's all I gave myself to and, and watched God speak to me. I began businesses out of that obedience, and they raised up to, to tremendous growth. And I, I, then God spoke to me to sell them, walk out. And I just I watched God speaking to me and me obeying him and going on the mission field in Indonesia, a major Muslim country, and obeying what God spoke. And I'm, I'm watching God speak and speak and speak and speak and speak. And then I watch my life listening to other people for the purpose of success. Plans that were implemented, ways that were brought in, things that I adopted in ministry, activities that I brought into the church, into our world mission organization, into the Bible colleges that we opened up around the world, things we did. And I heard God say to me, it was like all of a sudden, I'm standing before the voice of God. And he says to me, if you do not hear my voice, I will take the candlestick out of its place, and I will blow out its light. Now, what does that mean? That means the church. That means everything that God has given to me to build and establish mm. in his name on this earth. He has no problem removing everything that I've given my life to serve him to see, remove it from its place on the earth, and take out even that which I call the life of God because it wasn't him. And the fear of God shook me to the core of my being. I realized, yes, I do hear the voice of God. Yes, I have heard the voice of God. But I can't but hear continuously the voice of God today while it is called today. And every day we live is today. I can't rest on, I heard God five years ago. I can't rest on, I heard God last Sunday. I must know I'm hearing God now. And if God is authoring his life in me, if his life is not mine, but it's his life in me, the church is not mine, it's his church. The life of the church is not what I say, it's what he says, it's who he is. I mean, the whole of my life just was clear. And I mean, Sid, I was broken. I was so broken by this reality that every department I went through and shut down every department, I sold everything I was involved with that I had nothing to do with God's plan. I mean, we just went like a, a radical severance of everything I could identify. Now, just out of curiosity, your wife is a co-pastor with you. Did she go along with all of this? You know, Faye has found one thing to be true in God with me, and that is if God has spoken it, there is nothing going to stop the God who's spoken it. And that's where we were. She had absolute harmony, total agreement, and complete commitment to everything God was speaking. Because she knows 
This life is not made up of what we accomplish. It's not made up of what I believed God for. It's made up of the nature of Christ in me and what he says to do through me. Nothing else matters. All right. Without revealing names, you saw people that you recognized that had great ministries, and you saw some of them burning up with fire. Uh, Could I ask you, because you did this off the air, and I didn't ask you if you'd do it on the air, without revealing who, could you tell me someone that you actually saw in the vision and you went to uh, and you told them what you saw and how they reacted? I went to this one major national ministry, and I would say without a question, everyone that's in your program knows this person. And, and I said to them, I said, this is what I've experienced in God, and I watched your life. And what God showed me is that you walk in the anointing and power of his, his grace to accomplish these specific things. But these areas, I want to ask you, did God say this to you? And his response to me was this, Gary, if I could do it all over again, I would never have my finances come in the way they come in. I said, wait a minute, you can change this. He said, it's too late in my life. The engine is too big that I have created. And the way that it is funded is just going to have to continue. Because I have trained people to give this way. But, but what good is it if it's going to burn with fire? So what? Notification. That was what I shared. I mean, you just, you just close. If God were to tell me today that what uh, he's built through me was going to burn in fire, before the day was over, I'd start closing it down. That was my concern. But the, the, the real is the anointing is so powerful in this man's life. The miracles, the demonstration of God is evident, but the financial means wherewith things are done is not authored by God. But I, I'll tell you what, I'm not a prophet, but I'm going to prophesy, in my opinion, with what's going on in the world, the ones that are going to burn with fire are probably going to go under for financial reasons even before they burn with fire okay. that aren't were called by God. It's, I mean, it's happening. The, the destruction, the, the manipulation, all the things that have, that have occurred in Christendom to, to allure people with deceptive practices, with just error. Like, you give $100, you'll get $1,000 back. You give $1,000, there's a prophecy of God to bring deliverance in your life. The, the means of merchandising and the deception that is there and the heinous acts of the enemy that men and women are espousing as God and the leadership that is affecting people is a deceptive lie that is what's going forward and completely being consumed. It wasn't just their works consumed. It was everyone that was involved in the work was consumed. It's everything they did was consumed. Okay, let me take you down to... A Christian housewife that's listening to us today, her children are a mess. Her marriage is a mess. How would this help her? Said God is the answer. He said to the believing spouse, your unbelieving spouse is sanctified. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. One believer is sufficient for a supernatural visitation of God's power to deliver the whole house. That means the curse that is on the children where they've been given away to another for destruction. 
God has supernaturally empowered that one individual with the nature of Christ and the hearing ear of the voice of God, and they will do what God's doing, and they will deliver that house. Okay, and what about the person that has just lost their job, uh, and they don't know what they're going to do, and jobs are not easy to come by? How would hearing God's voice make a difference to them? Uh, Sid, the people that are in derision and mental duress under the sense of loss, loss of a house, loss of a job, loss of their cars, repossession, all the things that have such a voice that tries to bring identity and significance and value and esteem and prestige and, and stability in life are nothing in God. God is capable to take a prophet when the brook dries up, when the food of the raven stops coming to feed him and send him to a widow who is poorer than him and bring the miracle of provision. God's voice, if he followed the voice of man, he would have never found the provision of God. But because he followed the voice of God, he found all provision and the barrel of meal didn't waste and the cruise of oil did not fail. That's the voice of God to everyone today listening. That is hearing distress, destruction, loss, lack. God is speaking. I have the way out. He's speaking to you right now. Today, hear his voice is a course that will move you to hear clearly and take action. Uh, I know what God's doing. It's a setup, Sid. I, I believe that. I believe that everyone that is listening to us right now, if they're a true believer, they're saying, I've got to hear God's voice. I have to find out. I mean, I, I, this is out of my control. And you are the, a blessed person when it's out of your control. That means you're ready to hear God's voice. Gary, you tell me every morning, You hear the voice of God for what's going to happen during the day. How important is that? That is so critical, Sid. In fact, I'm just, as you're starting today's program, I'm going back to Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. And as a pastor, you would preach a message on resurrection because it's Resurrection Sunday. Of course. And this last Resurrection Sunday, I get up every morning and pray to seek God, to hear his voice, to know what to do that day. Of course, I do it for services. And so I had a resurrection message prepared. I got up that morning and I heard God speak, tell my people it's time to live again. And nothing about resurrection life. The whole message was completely wiped out. I've got a couple thousand people coming to church looking to hear about Jesus risen from the dead, and God spoke, it's time to live again. There is a daily voice of God that doesn't operate by religious tradition, by the norms of man, by the the hallmark time, like on Mother's Day, you do a Mother's Day message on, you know, Monday you have a beginning, and Wednesday you're kind of in the middle of the week, all the normal cycles of behavior and time, that there is a voice of God every day that reveals that day, that when I spoke that message that Sunday, the people that came forward, that got delivered, that were living in a uh, on-hold process, things were going on, they were sitting on the shelf, and God was speaking to them, it's time to live again, re-engage, reconnect, remove all 
things that have obstructed my nature and step in and do what I'm speaking. And the power of God in those services were overwhelming. That's what God is speaking to people today. There is such a plethora of information that surround people, things of cycles of behavior and ways that things have always been and children growing up and going into cycles of education and times of of activities and all these. You know, know, most church services and most life, people would summarize it by saying it's same old, same old. But you know what? If the pastor's hearing from God, then people should be running to church in case they're going to miss something. That's the plan of God. The plan of God is we are so connected to the voice of God. As we speak, people hear God. As we herald the reality of his life alive, speaking in the now, people hear God. One of the most significant things that happened is during this time, God gave me a clear picture that God committed to his early church that for 40 days he would prove to them he was alive. And I heard the Spirit of God speaking in my spirit after this vision to take 40 days, shut down all outside information. I didn't listen to any music outside of even some of the Christian music. I stopped listening to, period. Nothing that was entertaining, if you will. If it didn't exalt God, it wasn't in my sight. I didn't listen to it. didn't listen. If people would call me and their words were about worry and frustration and anger, I'd say, you know, what God's called me to is commit those things into God's hands, and I appreciate the fact you're going through it. And, but right now, you know, it's not time to listen to problems. It's time to hear the voice of God. And shutting it down, shutting down, shutting down. And I found that that 40 days, and I want to challenge everyone that's listening today, there is a covenant with God that God made to take 40-day fast with Moses on the mountain, 40 days of revealing Jesus Christ alive from the dead and the power of his resurrection to his church. I took it in my life, and we took it as a church, to shut down the information. Don't watch the television entertainment center on what is God saying to you. Take again the Bible and read it. Listen to the tape series. Watch the videos. Re-engage in the living voice of the living God. You know, even a lot of Christian television sit is nothing more than a, a rhetoric of showing some type of eye candy. And, and I, it just affected me in such a degree. We watched hundreds of people hear God's voice because they stopped having their mind occupied by the constant drone of negativities and fears and frustrations and I want and I need and I have to have and I've got to do and I have to pray for and and we just shut it all down. In fact, we wouldn't even take a prayer request for anything. It was that we first identified that Christ himself was alive in us, and we would identify his personal presence, and from his presence, he would speak. Then the circumstances that were going on around people were changing like bam, 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 one after another. The things were coming in line. God's anointing was moving. His power moved into people's lives. Families got reconciled. Children got off of drugs. Marriages got restored. We watched a tremendous move of God just because they shut 
down the attention to so many other driving influences like marketing. I mean, how much are we marketed by the agencies of today to get us to buy, get us to be, or get us to desire things? And once you see what God's saying, all this ends, and you become radical to hear the voice of God. Now, I I, want to point something out to those that are listening. Do you sense the anointing on what Gary is saying? Well, his entire church sensed the anointing. When you take this special course that uh, many people have taken, have you ever found anyone that has taken this course and done what you said to do that said, Gary, it doesn't work. I don't hear God's voice. Sid, I've never met anyone, not one person that has taken this course and not heard God. You, it's impossible because God is present. He said, today, hear my voice. That's not what he said to me. That's what he's saying now to every person alive. Give me a testimony, not yours, not your family's, of someone that's taken the course and what change occurred in their life. This one pastor who had a church in North New Jersey, well, actually he was in New York, but he had a church in New, North New Jersey, and he got a hold of the revelation of hearing the voice of God. All of a sudden, he recognized what he was doing is not what God called him to, that he had taken the knowledge of God's Word to become somebody. He took the truths of God's anointing to see if he could get anointed to get money so he could become somebody. This person shut the church down, ended up going on the mission field, finding out God didn't call him to the mission field, made every decision in life going, trying this, trying that, only to find out that now he knows the living Christ manifest in him, hearing the voice of God and doing what God's saying. Everything changed. You know, I am confident that the people that will hear the voice of God, just like that man, Sometimes we do what we do with the knowledge of God to accomplish an end that we heard someone else say we should have. And it is not what God spoke about us. This man's life, his family, is now secure in that voice of God. They're secure in that nature of Christ. The children, his parents, I mean, the whole house has completely come under a, a freedom and a grace to know the nature of Christ and to be confident to move in him and knowing the voice of God and doing what he's saying. Now, you're saying we're coming into a time where there's really a separation between the true church and the harlot church, the true believer and the harlot believer. What do you mean? I mean that the body of Christ is led by the head. Jesus himself is living through his body. If you figure your human body, your hand cannot do anything but what the head says. It does not have the permission, it doesn't have the functionality, and it doesn't have the mechanics. And what happens in the church is we are mechanically, systematically, and functionally operating by another spirit. That other spirit is clearly being separated from the true spirit of the living God, where Jesus himself is speaking, the nature of Christ is revealed, and the body of Christ that he is in the earth is unveiled. 
We are in a prophetic timeline, Sid, that the nature of the person of Christ alive in his church, it's the same Jesus that's in heaven, is seen. And the mechanics and the ways and the games and the systems and the formats and the steps and the the multiple issues that are plethora and just constantly droning out the true voice of God is being separated. People in churches are disgusted. They know there is the real and they're crying out to God, give me the real. And the real Jesus is standing up. What would happen if a group of believers got together, they could all hear God's voice for themselves? Nothing would be impossible. Well, we're making, it's a Bible school course. It's six DVDs uh, and it's 12 lessons called Today Hear His Voice with the Study Guide. If you've never, ever gotten anything from me, get this $79, a gift of $79, Shabbat broadcast. The Lord is blessing you right now. The Lord is smiling upon you right now. The Lord is gifting you right now. The Lord is just surrounding you with his favor right now. The Lord is giving you his shalom, his completeness in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body right now. Now, in the name that is above every problem, every sickness, every financial difficulty, every marital difficulty, every difficulty with your children, Yeshua HaMashiach Tzikinu, Jesus the Messiah, our righteousness. Your To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpucha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sid Roth, Post Office Box, 39222 Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. To place a credit card order, call anytime, 1-800-447-2697. For all other calls, the number is 704-943-6500. That's 704-943-6500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, Send a donation to Sid Roth, that's S-I-D-R-O-T-H, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.